balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls in hairy, hairy butt What is that? It's my balls! I get it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of... Suck my balls, suck my balls, my balls, my balls, suck and Suck my balls, a South Park review. I am Course, am your host who lives where the air is clean. Nope, not no more. That's right, your boy moved. I'm the host in the heat, and I can't be beat. I'm the guy who's high where the air is dry. I'm your brother from another mother. M S G G G G G. And we're back for another edition, as I mentioned, of Suck My Balls, a South Park review. Now, if you've never listened to this show, me and my bros usually give you a, about a quick 20 to 30 minute, maybe a little bit longer recap, where we kind of connect some dots, throw some clips in there, and laugh along together and enjoy the show. We then wrap it up with our pop culture, trivia, some continuity, maybe even go in more depth on certain scenes, lines, or things we enjoyed about this show. However... I just moved. I just moved to Arizona. Uh, thank you for, for your saying congratulations. I appreciate it. Awesome. That's good for you. Thank you. I appreciate the, your, your acknowledgement. If you don't care, that's cool too. But just moved to Arizona itself, so I had to get reset up here. I've gone out here. I've got a brand new desk. I've got brand new mics. You know, you can do a three-person setup here. We got the arms. Got a little, Maybe a little bit of reverberation here and the acoustics in this uh, new place I'm living at. And uh, unfortunately, I have no internet, so I have no way to connect with Joe right now as I'm waiting for my installation. And Scoop was supposed to join me here this evening. Unfortunately, he got caught up with taking care of his daughter. So your boy, your brother from another mother, your boy MSG, is going to break down SP for you. And this is South Park episode number 17 of season number six for the Europeans who like to read it backwards for us Americans season six episode 17 and this is suck my balls number 99 and we're reviewing today red slay down of course I also want to throw the intros in just a shout out to my boy time back 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 boy scoops normally here with me not here with me today shout out to you buddy and of course to my homie Joe Dirty JB, Joe Bernola. Love you, buddy. Hope you are doing well. I know you're still recovering from that uh, wrestling fall. And I hope that you will stand tall once more. But we're here now to review South Park for you, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get rocking and rolling. 
We start out here with Red Slay Down, as I mentioned. It's the 17th episode and the final episode of Season 6. And, of course, it's the 96th overall episode of South Park in regards to the series itself. It aired on December 11, 2002. Let me set up some of the some of the backstory here before we get into the true plot. You know, so Cartman has to, of course, score one big nice or one big huge positive impact in the world, one big good thing, so that way he can reverse his naughty or nice fortunes, so that way he can be eligible for Christmas presents this year. So he, of course, recruits Santa Claus, Mr. Hanky in this episode, Jesus Christ, in a desperate attempt to bring Christmas to the downtrodden citizens of Iraq. So this episode starts out, as I kind of alluded there, Eric Cartman's naughty or nice accountant is with him. And who is his naughty or nice accountant, you might be asking? It is Kyle Broflowski's cousin making a return, Kyle Schwartz, a.k.a. Kyle Number 1, as he performs a tally and it's you know, more or less obvious that Cartman has been really too naughty at all to earn anything that he wants. And what Cartman really wants is he wants this coveted uh, Hybo robot dog as a Christmas gift. Now, I remember these little uh, robot dogs that came out around this time. It was the big fad as far as the ability to, like, Pretend you can feed it and walk it, and it doesn't actually poop or pee anywhere, so it's a great thing to have. You get a little companion, and you do not have to worry about actually taking care of it. Kind of maybe a, or a training tool for uh, maybe children one day to get animals is what they originally set out to be, and of course just to have uh, an electronic dog, but it got turned into something bigger. It was kind of like trying to get that Elmo doll at one point. Everybody really wanted these electronic dogs so in fact in Kyle's words uh, that being Kyle Schwartz to Eric Cartman now he says that he's been so naughty that even if he cured cancer and AIDS within a week he'd still owe Santa two presents of course he's going to have to come up with the best act ever to reverse his prior year of evil so let's go to a quick 30 second clip here how that conversation breaks down here at the end but, but look, aren't there any other nice things you've done recently we can write off here? Uh, oh, I, I brushed my teeth last night. But brushing your teeth isn't naughty or nice, Eric. It just it falls more into the category of brushing your teeth. <laughs> but there's still time before Christmas. Can I still make up for it? If you cured cancer and AIDS next week, you would still owe two presents. Jesus Christ! I, I'm afraid you're going to have to find a way to do the nicest, greatest thing anyone has ever done. The nicest, ever. greatest thing anyone has ever done, ever, as you heard there. So, yes. And Cartman, of course, is in shock and disbelief there at the end of the scene. You know, even so much so, like, there's, like, a good, a good three to five second pause where they're just kind of looking at each other because Cartman's in disbelief at what type of a situation he's in, right? It really dawns on him, like, oh, shit. I'm really in a dilemma here. Am I Am I really not going to get any Christmas presents this year? This could totally blow 100%, right? So we then cut over to the town, and the town is uh, surrounding, of course, the city hall, and they're getting ready for the annual tree lighting ceremony. We've got Jimmy Vollmer, who has been selected by the crowd and by the town uh, to sing one of his favorite Christmas songs. They acknowledge him, you know, for the fact for his bravery and overcoming things and whatnot. So they, Jimmy asks if he can sing a song. They say yes, and he elects to sing the 12 Days of Christmas. Of course, this is unknown to anybody 
I guess you might say in the town, the mayor, the staff, no one is aware of maybe Jimmy Vollmer's stutter, I guess would probably be the clinical diagnosis here. I know that he's, of course, um, I guess he's paraplegic maybe, or he can't he can't move his legs, he has to move his arms. But from a mental standpoint, I'd say really all you could think of is maybe Jimmy's got like some sort of stutter from that mental um, disability. But over time, I think that type of disability probably could be uh, you know, worked on and maybe he could even, you know, an older version of Jimmy Vollmer, if we were to think about it, probably wouldn't stutter as much if he was cognizant enough and able to take uh, steps to try and rectify that situation. But he's only a child here in this situation, so you can't really blame the kid. And uh, Mr. Garrison, of course, is really the only one who ends up knowing about this. Christmas songs! Christmas songs! Christmas All right, songs! here it goes. On the first day of Christmas, my true, true love gave, gave to me a pair, a pair, pair. Oh, no. <laughs> Garrison, the only one there. Oh, God, no. So, yes, unfortunately for the rest of town, they're now caught in a quandary as they have to sit through the tree lighting ceremony. At that same ceremony, now Cartman shows up, and he's got this newfound Christmas spirit and cheer. He's, like, wearing a uh, Christmas sweater with reindeer and Santa Claus on it. It's, like, you know, a light blue snow everywhere on it. He's got his hair combed in this particular way so he could try to appear a goody two-shoes, right? And he shows up with that newfound Christmas cheer, and he wants to garner some credit with Santa Claus to reverse his current status on the naughty list. And this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the next clip as well, as the mayor mentions that there are less fortunate people in Iraq. This is all going to make sense here in a moment. Basically, Cartman is looking to end up trying to send gifts to Iraq here in these next two clips. Hi, guys. A very Merry Christmas to you. God bless us, everyone. What are you doing, Cartman? I'm letting you guys know how special you are to me. Oh, my God. That's it. What's it? Don't you see? This time of year, we should be bringing Christmas to the less fortunate. Follow me. You guys, come on, right now. So following that, as I mentioned, the mayor then gives a speech on children in Iraq being less fortunate, and then Cartman sets about his journey now to be on the nice list. So Brout's, like, in front of Cartman's house, and he's basically unloading all of his Christmas um, gifts and Christmas decorations to try and bring Christmas cheer to Iraq. And here's some old toys that I don't need anymore. And here, here's some Christmas cookies. And some Harley and mistletoe. Oh, this will be the happiest Christmas the Middle East has ever seen. Guys, get those lights down from the door. We'll give them to the needy Iraqis, too. Cartman, why are you doing this? They don't have Christmas there, guys. We have to give it to them. That's a retarded idea that won't work. Why are you really doing this? Howdy ho! Here we go. Mr. Hanky! Oh, I hate that stupid Christmas poo. Hello, Mr. Hanky. A Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> oh, I hate that stupid Christmas poo. So, yes, as you hear there, Mr. Hanky shows up and he has a conversation with Eric Cartman. He says, wow, you look like you're in the Christmas. Wow, you look like you're in the Christmas spirit there, Eric. <laughs> so him and Mr. Hanky uh, elect or come up with the idea that they should go see Santa Claus because Santa Claus could help get this Christmas cheer 
to Iraq. In fact, he could bring cheer to Iraq, and Mr. Hankey believes that that's a great idea. So Mr. Hankey then concocts in his Fantasia styles we've seen in previous episodes, his, his powers. He conjures up a, a train, well, a train made out of poo, and it's called the Poochoo Train. All aboard the Poochoo Express! Wow! Oh, that smells. Yeah. Next stop, the North Pole! Get the rest of the stuff, you guys. Uh, I don't really want to get on that. Me neither. You guys, we have to bring Christmas to those less fortunates. Now come on! Let's go, Poochoo Train! Here comes the song. Poochoo Trains land down its tracks with a Poochoo all the way and back. Poochoo Train is my favorite thing, spreading Christmas joy as we ride and sing. Dude, what the hell has gotten into Cartman? I don't know. Christmas time wouldn't be the same without hugs and kisses and a poo-choo train. Poo-choo train. So with the assistance there of the uh, underpants gnomes now, who is we find out that 10 months out of the year, they're underpants gnomes, and the other two months out of the year, they're Santa's helper. So not elves, it's gnomes in the world of South Park that make the world toys Get or make the toys go around, if you will. All the toys get made and helped out. So they ran. They man the control room from Santa, and with the assistance of the underpants gnomes, Santa prepares his sleigh and travels to Iraq. Uh, unfortunately, as he arrives in Iraq and he's starting to bring Christmas cheer, you know some of the kids are happy to see some gifts, but no one else, as far as the residents are, the actual uh, Iraq citizens, Iraqi citizens. Not too very fond of Western culture and Santa Claus himself. And unfortunately, in this case for Santa, he's shot down by a rocket-propelled grenade. Ho, ho, ho! A Merry Christmas to all! Merry Christmas! I'm hit! I'm hit! Oh, one down. So, yes, Santa there gets shot out of the sky. The reindeer are dead. Santa's injured. And then he's caught. And he's caught by these Iraqi soldiers. And they bring him into Santa Claus into a room. And they start talking to him. And the Iraqi soldier says, and I'm going to do a poor imitation here. What are you doing here, my man? Why have you come to Iraq, right? And he basically tells him, I'm here to bring gifts for the children. <laughs> for the children. And to a Santa, I'm sorry. And... He explains, that being the Iraqi soldier, to Santa that this toy itself is not joy. It's consumerism, and they want to know the real plan, right? They're saying, America is bombing my country, man. I want, he wants, so he wants Santa to tell him what the Americans' plans are. And unfortunately for Santa, he doesn't know, so he's going to have his testicles electrocuted. What are you doing? They say that the Chinese were the first to experiment with electroshock to the testicles. Oh no, not Santa's balls! <laughs> what else is America planning? 
I'm gonna f***ing kill you! You're not in the position to kill anyone, my main man. I just... You're not in the position to kill anyone, my main man. <laughs> I guess I cut the clip short there, but the rest of the clip actually goes on to say... Uh, 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 Santa goes, I don't know shit, so we're gonna be here all night. <laughs> and then he electrocutes his balls again, and that's how it ends. I must have... Cut that short, so I apologize there. However, moving on from there, the boys realize now you know Car- that they've seen from the control room that Cartman's little plot may have ended Christmas for everyone, including Santa, and they've got to make things right now. So what they do is they concoct an idea that there's one man in the world that can help them, and it's his name. Hell, it's his birthday. It's Jesus Christ. So they just set out to go see Jesus, who's going to be giving... Um, like a midnight mass, right? In his own name. And they take the backup sled and some new reindeer. And we got, uh, what is it? Uh, on Steven, on Fluffy, on Horace and Chantel, on Skippy, on Rainbow and Patches and Montel. And they all fly from the stable. And they seek out Jesus Christ. So here's what happens when they're in the sky flying now. Cartman's trying to have kind of a Christmas moment here. Like, up in the sky, having me, 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 right? Trying to have his little Christmas moment. And Cartman, uh, Kyle basically calls him out as bullshit here. On Steven, on Fluffy, on Horace and Chantel, on Skipper and Rainbow and Patches and Montel. Good luck finding Jesus. Well, look, you guys, we're riding in Santa's sleigh. We should be able to find Jesus in no time. I'm riding in Santa's sleigh. So high above the tree at Christmas time. With candy cane wishes and smiles. What are you doing? I'm having a precious Christmas time moment, Kyle, if you don't mind. Yeah, Singing a Christmas song isn't going to get you nice deductions, Cartman. Don't forget it's because of you that Santa's sleigh got shot down. That isn't my fault that Iraqis are filled with hate. All I'm saying is it's going to take a lot of singing to make up for that. Christmas magic time, I said to say, so high in the sky, <laughs> candy cane, chicken smash. <laughs> That's fucking Cartman's, uh, you know, uh, he's like uh, showing uh, stress and anxiety and uh, he's uh, upset, manic, if you will, over the fact that he may not get on the nice list there. He's having a hard time. I'm scatterbrained and I was having a hard time there explaining that I thought uh, Cartman was showing uh Sense of urgency. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. So when he hears of this tragedy, that being Jesus Christ, after arriving, the boys tell him what happens. Jesus is, uh, of course, you know, like, hey, I got to help out my old friend Santa. So he promptly arms himself with an array of weapons and sets out with the boys to Iraq to uh, try and save Santa. So they arrive in Iraq, land on the roof with the uh, backup sled, and some Iraqi soldiers come out and... (laughs) Jesus sticks his hand up in the air and goes, Yay, ye who know me, you must know I am packing. <laughs> and there's a great line here, probably my favorite line episode here from Mr. Hankey, just that I think I've used over and over in life. This is Baghdad God, what a hole. I mean, oh wow, these poor unfortunate people. Red slow too, come on. <laughs> We're here. You're coming up on the source of the signal. You're right on top of them. He must be in that building below us. Landed on the roof, Mr. Hankey. Jesus. Howdy, how, Jesus? <laughs> Wait here, I can handle this. King Kala? King Kakbala! Yay, look upon me and know me. My children, you should know something. I'm packing. I'm packing. <laughs> Let's go! 
This is such a magical Christmas adventure, you guys. <laughs> Howdy, how Jesus? This is a magical Christmas adventure, you guys. I'm in this guy. I'm trying to have my own Christmas you guys. So anyway, we move on now. Jesus and the boys break into the interrogation room where Santa is being held hostage there, guys. And then he they kill all the Iraqi soldiers within. And now they're making their way out, right? And as they're making their way out, they're carrying the injured Santa who has been tortured and whatnot back to the sleigh. But as they get toward one of the hallways, a stray shot from a soldier in the area kills Jesus Christ. And then moments before they can escape, Stan and Kyle then see Jesus die in front of them. And Stan makes a couple great lines. That's pretty fucked up here. And then, of course, after Jesus dies, the patented line, which we have not heard now, in Jesus Christ, literally almost hold the whole season where Stan says, oh my God, the Iraqis killed Jesus. And Kyle responds with, you bastards. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Jesus. It's nothing. Just a scratch. You're a bad liar. Hey, but we sure gave him one hell of a fight, huh? We sure did, Jesus. Look. Dude, this is pretty f***ed up right here. Santa? I'm here, Jesus. <laughs> don't. Don't ever let them take away our Christmas spirit. Oh my god, Iraqis killed Jesus. You bastards. You bastards. So, uh, unfortunately, Jesus dies, as we heard there. He died for the Christmas sins. And outraged now, Santa just like gets up and just goes ape shit on everybody and starts killing people. He kind of runs out of weapons there at the end. As he acquires his fallen friend's weapon, or he kind of runs out of bullets after getting the weapons from Jesus, and he blasts his way out, and then to get back into the sleigh, and as they're leaving, Carbon is still trying to get you know good nice points as he's sitting there with Santa singing Christmas songs, and Kyle kind of yells at him like, "Dude, this is all your fault." And Carbon was like, "All I wanted to do, I wanted to do, Kyle, was bring Christmas spirit to back. and Santa's like, "You're right," and then he eventually ends up. Decorating all of Iraq with via bombs, bombing them with Christmas decorations, complete with, you know, wreaths, trees, lights, and tinsel here. Look at me, I'm riding high in Santa's sleigh. It's a Christmas special time for me. Oh, shut up, Cartman. Your sweet Christmas act isn't fooling anybody. It's not an act, Kyle. All I wanted was for these people to understand what Christmas means. You're right, kid. What are you doing, Santa? I came to bring Christmas to Iraq, and by God, I'm gonna do it! Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! <laughs> All the bombs. Oh, yes, you heard all the bombs go off there, and he brings Christmas joy to Iraq. So now we go back to the town, and the whole time during the episode today, of course, we're cutting back to Jimmy struggling to sing the 12 Days of Christmas. Eventually, though, he does get done, and now to the town's delight, Jimmy finishes the song, and then the mayor is like, okay, hurry up, kid. Christmas ends in five minutes. Let's turn on the tree. So he goes to switch on the Christmas tree, but unfortunately, the lights burn out. And Randy's like, oh, Christmas is ruined. No, nothing ever goes great or good around here. Town's disappointed, but then moments later, Santa arrives just in the nick of time, and he sets off a Christmas tree bomb and lights it all up, and the town cheers and freaks out. And then all of a sudden, they land, right? That being Santa and the boys, and 
they run up to their parents. They're like, Kyle's like, mom, mom, we got to go to see Santa. I'm just like, I don't know why the Jew guy, I don't know how the Jew parents would react, right? If your kid comes up and is like, we got to go see Santa and meet Jesus Christ. And (laughs) I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting thing. I always like how they include Kyle in on the Christmas stuff, even though he's Jewish. So moments before now, Christmas Day, of course, begins five minutes before Christmas begins. I'm sorry, not ends, as I said previously. We see Santa returning, as we mentioned with the boys, South Park, and he kind of expresses his hope that people will now always remember Jesus on this day as he, uh, you know, was died trying to save Santa and trying to bring Christmas cheer so that he believes that this should be a day for remembering Jesus, which that's the joke. Obviously, Christmas is supposed to be that in in regards to like the. I guess what the Christian Christianity religious sense is why Christmas itself was created to celebrate the birth of Christ. Uh, he also gives all the three boys hypo dogs. And this pisses Cartman off because Cartman wanted to be the only one and, uh, you know, have his friends be jealous. So let's go to that clip here. So I declare that every year on Christmas Day, we should remember Jesus for what he did and thank him for it. From now on, Christmas will be a day for remembering a brave man named Jesus. Now, if you'll all excuse me, I've got a lot of work to do. I'll help you, Santa. Oh, and boys, you might want to check under the Christmas tree. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Wow, look, you guys. Santa got us all hybo dolls. Oh, God damn it. Cartman, I thought all you wanted was a hybo doll. Yeah, but not if you guys have one, too. Now it's worthless and gay. God damn it, I'll never try to be nice again. (laughs) Oh, Cartman, you are a funny one there. And that, of course, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of foreshadowing, as uh, Cartman generally never did really try to get back on the nice list once again. He just didn't care. Uh, But all of a sudden, Kenny just shows up. He arrives out of nowhere and uh the kids kind of just play it off kyle says hey where have you been dude and you know kyle he says he's just been hanging out and as they walk away stan comments on how seem things on how things seem like they're finally back to normal and kenny agrees and uh, that's how the episode ends let's play that final clip here well all in all i have to say this is a pretty special christmas oh hey kenny dude where have you been well, come on, we gotta tell you what happened. I'm sure glad it's over with. Yeah, but I feel like things are finally back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the episode ends, guys. So there's your uh, episode recap. Hope you enjoyed the clips there. We're gonna go to a quick word from our sponsors, provided by, of course, BigBoysClub.com and Spreaker. And we'll be right back with some uh, pop culture, continuity, uh, some trivia, and the return of What Did Kenny Say? We're gonna give you those couple lines here. So we'll be right back on the other side. So we just want to take this time out to recognize our sponsor, The Baked Boys Club. BigBoysClub.com provides you with all of the sickest apparel available for all your cannabis-related merchandise representation needs. My boy here, Ian. Lighten up the back. How you doing, dude? Yeah, i <laughs> I mean, he's baked. We're baked. Yeah, We're just chilling. You know? Big Boys Club, man. I mean, I they've got some sick ass merch, dude. Like hats. Yeah, I just ordered the big mystery box with the hat, the oh, two shirts. I'm jealous. And the sticker. 
Like all with, uh, using our coupon, it brought it down to 47, baby. Oh my God. Go to suck my balls pod code if you enter that in at bigboysclub.com. Put that in there. Coupon code is what I was going to say on the payment page. Yes. Or a little bait. We want you to be baked with us. So join the club. Go to bigboysclub.com. Not just a brand. The life's a light. <laughs> you make <laughs> stupid. And we're back. Once again, shout out to our sponsor there, thebakeboysclub.com. Use our code SECMYBALLSPOD and you'll save 20% off your order. Bakeboysclub.com. Bake Boys, not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Also check out our sponsors there if they apply to you and your demographic in your area from Spreaker and Spreaker.com and hosts our podcast and distributes it to all across the world be a podcast platform. They do all the work for you. So sign up on Spreaker.com and you can get advertised Make a little bit of revenue too, just to even pay for it. Break even. That's okay because sometimes you just want to do what you love for fun. Maybe you want to make some more money if you've got an even better topic that's globally wanted to be known about. Or maybe you're just some charismatic Joe Schmo that people like you. So check out Springer.com. Start your own podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the fabled return. It's been a while, ladies and gentlemen, but it's making its way back to the podcast. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's back for the first time in almost a full season. And I'm all by myself to do it, but that's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for What Did Kenny Say? What did Kenny say? We're back for What Did Kenny Say? It's a quick What Did Kenny Say? But I was excited just to read it for you guys. For those who never listened to the podcast, if you listened to the first uh, full about five season reviews before we got into season six, anytime Kenny has lines, we like to tell you, the audience, what he says. And here's what he said on this episode. So Stan sets up the scene by saying, well, all in all, guys, I have to say, this was a pretty special Christmas. Kenny walks into the frame and Kenny says, uh, hey, guys, what's going on? Stan replies and says, "Hey, oh, hey, Kenny. Kyle replies back by saying, dude, where have you been? Kenny says, oh, you know, just hanging out. Kyle then says, well, come on. We got to tell you what happened, and I'm sure glad this is all over with. And he walks his way, and Stan says, yeah, but I finally feel like things are, you know, getting back to normal. And Kenny ends that scene and this episode and the whole season by saying, yeah, it does. And ladies and gentlemen, as I love to say, that's what Kenny says. That's what Kenny said, guys and girls and non-binary identifying cisgender pansexual LGBTQ identification you want to be. That is what Kenny said. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some trivia. Jesus and Santa in this episode work in tandem even though they have shown to be kind of a bit of a rivalry in our first review in Jesus versus Santa. Huh? Yeah, go back and watch the uh, Jesus versus Santa first episode review of my boy Scoop. But of course, in the Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics episode, I believe it was season three we reviewed, we also saw that Jesus and Santa are singing uh, as far as Christmas songs at karaoke nights. So there might be some reconciliation there for keeping canonical. The episode also marks the permanent return of Kenny since season five's 
Kenny dies. Following this episode, Mr. Hanky is now going to be absent for eight years. Yeah, yeah, repeat that again. Following this episode, Mr. Hanky goes dormant. He is not used as an iconic character for eight years until episode 201. And technically speaking, if that episode's banned, in theory, he technically on syndication goes even longer now. But in a canonical sense, eight years after uh, after this episode. So, Which means they don't do a lot of Christmas episodes, as you can tell. Or at least a lot of Christmas episodes. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, he loved me and I love you. All right, this is the Christmas episode not to have the word Christmas as well in the title. It's just Red Sleigh Down. Kyle. Or, well, I should also point out, a lot of people referred to this episode as Christmas in Iraq, too, rather than the Red Slate Down. But it's actually called Red Slate Down. Kyle and his parents appear at the lighting of the Christmas tree, <laughs> despite being Jewish. I forgot I wrote this down. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You've got the Kyle's parents showing up for all these Christmas time events, even though they're Jewish. Uh, when Jesus dies, Stan says in shock, oh, my God, Iraq has killed Kenny, followed by, of course, Kyle saying, you bastards, uh, two usually, of course, say these lines when Kenny dies, if you're unaware. Upon Red Slate down, uh, upon the Red Slate itself, uh, the, the second one crashing into the church, uh, one Italian woman yells, La Muerta Rosa, which translates to the Red Death. Um, when Jesus greets the boys and Mr. Hankey in the church, Eric Cartman is the only one he addresses by both his first and last name. So, again, when Jesus greets both the boys and Mr. Hankey, he says Eric Cartman. He says the whole first name, Eric Cartman. Uh, Nurse Gollum, Miss Crabtree, Timmy, Butters, and Tweak are nowhere to be seen at the lighting of the Christmas tree. Of course, we have seen over the last couple of episodes they kind of phased out Tweak after him winning the bachelor-type ceremony. And last bit of trivia here, the font color of the credits is actually set to red and green. And it's, uh, of course, in order to correspond with the Christmas episode. Let's get into some pop culture references we saw in this episode. This episode was heavily influenced by the 1999 movie Three Kings and the 2001 movie Black Hawk Down, which if you haven't seen Black Hawk Down, that's where more of the bombs and references and whatnot comes from, especially that one scene where Santa goes down. Now, as I mentioned there, the scene where the sleigh crashes after being hit by an RPG is associated radio chatter and video feeder all directly copied from Black Hawk Down. Again, go see Black Hawk Down if you haven't seen it. It's pretty good. The robot dog that Cartman wants for Christmas reflects the robot dog fad of the early 2000s I mentioned, which started with a poochie. Get it? P-O-O-Chi. And it closely resembles uh, Sony's Ibo. That was the... Uh, <laughs> That was the actual thing, the, the Ibo. Anyway, so uh, those were, the, as I mentioned, big fads early 2000 with the electronic dogs. If you weren't around then, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. If you were, you're probably laughing right now because you're like, those stupid dogs at the fucking supermarket or the toy store, you hear the those things were everywhere. Santa's palace closely resembles uh, the Fortress of Solitude from Superman uh, itself or Superman the movie to be specific. The torture scenes in which we saw Santa being tortured were similar to Mel Gibson's in Lethal Weapon, including the direct quotes, I'm going to fucking kill you. And, uh, and we're in for a long night because I don't know shit. And uh, they also spoofed the torture scenes in Three Kings with the torture physically resembling his counterpart from that movie. I mean, the individual who electrocuted Santa Balls, they drew him to look like the individual from Three Kings, saying, my main man, repeatedly as, of course, pouring oil into Santa's mouth. This is also, it was also seen very similar to this one in Team America World Police. 
The line when Santa was tortured and then saved by Jesus has also has some references to the film Red Dragon, which was released two months before the episode. Uh, Jesus says, you're a bad liar to Santa when he gets shot and is about to die. And that is a direct quote from the 1990 film Independence Day, which they have referenced in other episodes. The two Iraqi children with large eyes, and they're going to reference again, actually, in the next episode as we come back to season seven, which we'll get more to at the end. The two Iraqis children with the large eyes are spoofs on the animation style of Rankin-Bass specials of the 1970s, such as Santa Claus is coming in town. And at the end of the episode, the faces of Stan, Kyle, and Cartman also briefly change to resemble these characters. Um, so there's a couple points in the episode I mentioned there with the Iraqi children that kind of look like Rankin-Bass characters. At the end, when Cartman, Stan, and Kyle get their hypo dogs and they open the box, it does more of that Rankin-Bass-style animation with the beady eyes and the exclaimed face and rosy cheeks to you know exemplify their... Uh, young adolescents and joy that they are going to experience opening Christmas presents. And the last couple things here, the continuity. So the scene where Kyle tells Cartman that because of his actions, no one will be getting presents for Christmas, followed by Cartman's Christ comment, resulting in the boys asking Jesus for help, is a word-for-word recreation of the scene in Jesus versus Frosty, in which the two boys that our prototypes for Stan and Kyle realize that they're going to need help from Jesus in order to defeat the killer Frosty, the snowman. You can go back and listen to episode one. That's our episode one review. Suck my balls, number one. The butt-faced couple, the Thompsons from How to Eat With Your Butt, actually make a reappearance in the crowd at the beginning of the episode, along with Dr. Alfonso Mephesto, Dr. Mephesto, uh, Big Gal, I'm super, thanks for asking, and Chef's parents, uh, Thomas, no, what? No, what are you going to get that pretty and then, oh, I don't know how Jesse's just trying to give some out there. You know, those those people. Uh, the underpants gnomes, of course, return this episode, serving the role of Santa's elves, claiming they worked for him during the two months before Christmas. Kyle Schwartz from The Entity returns. Kyle number one. Kyle's, uh, I'm back, annoying cousin. Uh, Kenny returns, having died, as we mentioned in the season five episode, Kenny dies. Here, he claims to have just been hanging out, as if he forgot anything has ever happened. It is the only episode of season six where Kenny physically appears, not counting the flashbacks in A Ladder to Heaven or in the body of Cartman and then later Rob Schneider. Uh, the episode has Stan say his catchphrase, dude, this is pretty fucked up right here. He, of course, last said this in Merry Christmas, Charlie Manson, which was a nice little continuity there. And he also, of course, continued to say that anything strange or anything weird happens. So there is your full recap, trivia, pop culture, continuity, little facts there. You got a full recap here and a couple things here just to wrap this up. What do I like? What did I like about this episode? This episode's a Christmas episode, and I'm recording this in November. So, I mean, I'm in the Christmas area, time frame, spirit. Maybe I'm not recording directly around Christmas, so maybe I'm not as jolly as I could be. That being said, it is a stronger Christmas episode for South Park. It includes a lot of different characters making reappearances in the background, Get a lot of good one lines here from Cartman, Stan, Kyle, and the, the bulk of the arc surrounds these three boys, right? Trying to bring Christmas to Iraq. So they set out, even though Cartman is trying to get off the naughty list, and his intentions aren't necessarily the best. As we come to find out later on in South Park, sometimes when Cartman looks to do the worst, it actually ends up benefiting the best, or it ends up being the best option for everybody. And that is uh, one of Kyle's. I guess you might say uh, angst or frustrations he has with Cartman is that Cartman is able to get away with these type of situations that uh, seem to really only benefit him 
or his intentions only benefit him, but they end up benefiting everybody else. I mean, we go so far as even in the, the religious episode with the ginger cow, right? Just to use that as an example. So, or when later on in season 19, season 20 with PC principal in the season finale, when everyone's like, please Cartman go back to being you. So that way we can take down the PC principal. And by the end of it, they figured out that it's okay to be, you know, non PC sometimes. And everybody, and really, and Kyle even identifies the Cartman. You seem like you're the only one that made out. Exactly. Cartman looks always to make out for himself, but sometimes it benefits others. And this time he really was trying to do that. He's trying to bring Christmas to Iraq. Now, Unfortunately for Santa, his balls got electrocuted. Jesus Christ, of course, died again once for our sins, but he can be resurrected, and he will be resurrected again in the show. So that's not much of a loss there. He's died multiple times. He'll continue to die multiple times in the show. It's kind of the shtick, right? Because he can be resurrected. That's his power, the power of resurrection. What else did I like here? I liked Kenny coming back at the end. That was When I first saw this episode, that would have been season seven. So that would have been 2004, 2005, and I would have been, Wait, I, I have the information here at the top. What am I doing? Air 2002, I'm sorry. So that would have been, I would have been 12, 13. So I was definitely watching it. And that was kind of a shock because you didn't see it coming. You were like, oh, snap, Kenny just came back because you'd kind of already gotten used to that idea that Kenny was dead. Like you're like, oh, wow, they killed him off. He's been gone the whole season. Okay, well, I guess Kenny is dead. He's not on the cast anymore. And then boom, they just bring him back like it's nothing. But that comes into play for next, uh, for the season seven premiere, which I'm going to, touch on briefly here and explain how we're going to do this here because I think it's going to be a good one. What else did I like on this episode? You know, I think that kind of encapsulates it. The Christmas stuff. Oh, and the Jimmy stuff, even though I didn't cut a lot of stuff of him, uh, it is funny him trying to sing it and the crowd falling asleep to it and the reactions. It's just, uh, you know, but from an audio standpoint, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know if you want to hear Jimmy stutter the, the whole song. here. I could have edited it, maybe put it all together for you and you could have suffered through it at the end, but I didn't want to do that to you or at least put that on the table. And, and overall, I feel like what I did not like about this episode. Um, what is there anything I didn't like about this episode? Maybe maybe Butters wasn't involved because we've kind of grown accustomed to seeing Butters a lot this season. I think he could have been the fourth member of this tribe on his quest to help Santa and bring uh, Christmas to Iraq. And that is something that Butters would probably be on board to do, and you'd have and you'd bring him along. And even in the sense where Cartman is trying to bring cheer and be positive, being good and nice to Butters might have gotten him some good points too. So maybe that was my only dislike. I just didn't, we didn't get Butters. But having Kenny show up in the end and kind of reorganizing again and coming back to the root of South Park, I think is what you can take away as the biggest positive from this episode. So that brings us to season seven, which is going to be episode number 100 for us, guys. Suck my balls, number 100. We actually made it to 100 reviews here. And we are going to start off with season seven, seven, episode one, canceled, right? So it's a great episode itself where the boys are potentially canceled by by the Jewish aliens, which we'll get into the names and all the fun stuff there in next week's episode. My whole cast of crew should be back. I should be recording with Joe. Uh, and Ian now in person. We've got a great setup here now, and we're back. Uh, we're going to keep kicking for another, you know, 100, 200, 300 plus episodes as long as you guys continue to listen and download the show. Um, so once again, thank you so much for listening to another edition. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm your host in the heat. I can't be beat. I'm the guy who's high where the air is dry. Your brother from another mother. Your boy, M-S-G-G-G. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew underscore Sheffer. You can follow us as a podcast on all social medias, Twitter and Instagram at SuckMyBallsPod. 
on Facebook at South Park Pod. You can shoot us an email at suckmyballspod at gmail.com. And uh, we appreciate you guys for checking out this edition of Suck My Balls. We'll be back with my crew next week, guys. Thanks so much. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed it, you know, recording it for you. So, peace, guys. I can tell about you Something I can